0: Deep within your being, under layers of conditioning and thought patterns, lies the truth of who you came here to be. This is Return to Radiance. I'm your host, Danielle Lagrange, and in these episodes, we will be deep diving into the new paradigm of leadership, energetics, healing, business, and more, as well as holding potent conversations around connecting deeply to your personal power and owning your truth. While I'm confident the discussions on this podcast have the power to change your life, these episodes are for information only and are in no way a substitute for individual medical, legal, or mental health advice. Welcome back to the Return to Radiance podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit vulnerable. I suspect a lot of my solo episodes might be, but This one in particular feels a little bit edgy to share, and it is the behind the scenes of creating this podcast. It is 10 months of procrastination. It is the belief that held me back for almost a year. It is all of the things that have come up that I've noticed over the last couple of weeks that I have been working towards this podcast and interviewing people and all of the things. It is the transformation that I have gone through in birthing this podcast into the world. It is the energetic highs and lows. There's so much that has gone into this so much growth that has happened so much self-realization and i felt like recording an episode on it because it is the real raw truth behind what goes into creating a business what goes into taking chances what goes into putting yourself out there to be visible and potentially criticized or judged um There's so much to this. And I feel like if you're an entrepreneur or a creator of any sort or a leader of any sort, even if you are in the corporate world, there's just so much to unpack when it comes to showing up differently and showing up authentically. And for those of you who have been here a while and been in my space for a while, you know that authenticity is like the number one thing that I always try to bring forward. And it is the number one thing that I help other people pull out of themselves as well. And so here it is. And so, like I alluded to kind of in the intro, I slept on making this podcast for at least 10 months. I first declared it around spring of 2021. And I said, when I am successful, when people care what I have to say, I want to start a podcast. And I believed that in order for it to be worth all of the work, all of the effort, everything that goes into it, that I had to already be successful. Otherwise, who would tune in? Who would listen? It would be a waste of my time. It would be a waste of everyone's time, really. And I truly felt like I wasn't worth listening to. I thought that people didn't care what I had to say. And I thought that I didn't really have anything to say to. And for those of you who are into human design, um, my throat is open. And so I... Don't have consistent access to self expression. I don't have necessarily a way with words. Sometimes I stutter or mumble or, you know, any number of unappealing speech impediments of sorts, um, including saying, um. <laughs> And so I really thought that it would be a big struggle to show up consistently to record a podcast. And so I didn't, I told myself, okay, when I'm successful, I'll have more to say. People will care more what I have to say. I'll have more to respond to, um, as my generator self, basically when blah, 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 then I will, I will do the thing. And I feel like that's a lie that so many of us tell ourselves. It's like one day in the future, when I have this thing, then I will do the thing that I really want to do. Then maybe I will feel worthy of doing the thing that I want to do. Maybe then I will feel important enough to do the thing that I want to do. Maybe I'm hoping that one day I will have the courage to do the scary thing. There's so much that goes into it, and there are so many little lies that we tell ourselves to protect ourselves. And that's really what it is, is a protection mechanism and it's so unconscious and so sneaky. Um, but it's very real and it's something that we all go through. And so while consciously I knew that the greatest opportunity for growth was on the other side of fear, I was still unconsciously resisting this one thing. And I felt like I had pushed all of my edges over the last year. And I felt like I really put myself out there. I facilitated in person at a retreat. You know, I did all kinds of different things. I stepped up to be like a co coach in a couple of mentors' programs and a co facilitator, a guest facilitator. There was all kinds of stuff that I did. And I felt like there was nothing else that I could do. This was around the end of summer. I felt like there was nothing else that I could do that really scared me. And then I almost got worried that I didn't have anything that scared me because I knew that in order to grow, I had to do the scary things. So I was like, have I hit this plateau? Am I just stuck here now? Which is, you know, silly looking back in hindsight. But at the time I was like, what the heck? There's nothing that scares me but my brain had shoved down this idea of a podcast so deep that it wasn't even like on my radar at that point anymore. And so time kept going by. I went through the typical seasons where come fall it was all Scorpio energy, death and rebirth and personal development, and going inward and all the things and I kind of didn't come out of it the way that I expected to. You know, usually when you go through a rebirth, you come out on the other side, ready to really emerge. And I was still feeling so stagnant and so stuck. And I was like, what is, what is wrong with me? Why am I so uninspired? Why am I not taking action? Why do I not have the drive to be creating and launching programs and offers and putting myself out there in a really big way after all of the transformation that I had gone through in 2021. And so when I entered 2022 with the same like icky stagnation stuck type energy, I was like, okay, what the heck is going on? And I would try to map out a program and it would just Not feel good. And that's when the word podcast came back into my awareness. And I was like, oh, yes, that old thing, (laughs) that thing that I've been putting off. And I just kind of said it in my mastermind call because I wasn't sure what my next step was. And so, in order to have something to say, I said, well, maybe I'll start a podcast. And my mentor was like, "Do it." And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Do the thing." And we talked about it, and we talked about how constricted Instagram had started to feel in the climate of the world, in all of the things going on, all of the mass censorship, and you know, not wanting to say keywords. Not that I necessarily talked about that thing, those types of things openly, but there was still so much there. There was so much heaviness when it came to creating content for Facebook or Instagram. And there was resistance and there was stuckness. And she said, if you start this podcast, you can be unfiltered, you can be raw, you can speak your mind, you can speak your truth it is going to reconnect you to yourself it is going to reconnect you to your voice and it is going to allow you to get clearer on who you are and what you stand for than you have ever been in your life and within that that group call that we had i went from thinking about doing something to deciding that in 2 weeks it would launch and there were a few things along the way that are kind of little like side notes that I'll probably touch on another time around obligation or wanting to do it right or get it right. Or, you know, reach the most people. There was a lot of stuff that came up around that. Um, but ultimately it was like, okay, two weeks, let's do it. And it felt big and it felt overwhelming. and. Then I recorded my first interview. I reached out to Amber and I said, hey, I'm doing this thing. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but do you want to come like riff with me for an hour? And of course she said yes, because that's the beautiful power of community and sisterhood. And I recorded that first interview. And it just felt so good. It felt so nice to connect. It felt so nice to just chat with a friend. And I was like, if podcasting gets to be like this, like I am so in. And that one was easy. I recorded that one before I even recorded the intro episode because I had been putting off recording the intro episode for quite some time thinking, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I want to say. I don't know how to perfectly introduce myself and the podcast and what I want to talk about, because I don't even know what it's going to be. And, you know, all that mind chatter that goes on when you're unsure about making a big move. So I recorded that interview first. And then I recorded the interview with Sam. And then I recorded the solo episode on authenticity before I even recorded the intro. And as soon as I finished that first solo episode, I knew exactly what I needed to talk about. You know, I literally just riffed for 11 minutes on authenticity. Of course, I need to talk about my authentic story. And so I did. And there were things that came up while I was recording that episode. I had shadows come up. I had shit come up and just look me in the face and be like, "Hey, we're still here. You know, that, that insecurity that nobody's going to like you That people aren't going to care what you have to say, that people aren't going to care about your story, or worse, that they will care and they'll care enough to judge you. When you say that you followed a business coach over your own intuition, when you say that you felt like you needed to almost deceive clients to get them into your work. All of that came up and was like, you can't say that. People are going to think that you're out of integrity. People are going to think that you're a fraud. People are going to think blah, 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 blah. I don't know, but they're going to think poorly of you. And all of this was coming up in real time as I was recording that episode which was really interesting to observe. And I'm sure if you actually listen back to that episode, you can hear moments of hesitation in my voice where I was like, is it safe to share this? It's like it's like when you're driving and there's a yield sign. So it's not like a straight up stop sign, but it's like a, whoa, do you really want to go? Or do you want to like slow down and check and make sure it's okay and make sure it's safe before you go? And I started noticing that there were yield signs editing all these episodes. I started noticing them in each of the episodes where there was at least one moment where I was like, I might upset some people by saying this, or I might offend someone by saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I started this podcast because it's designed to be an expression of my truth. And in order to share my truth, I need to stop censoring my truth which means that it's okay to see the yield sign, but we're not going to stop and turn around at the yield sign. We're not going to treat it like a stop sign and look both ways a hundred times. Like we're going to go for it and we're just going to let it happen and we're going to let it unfold. And There's something so liberating about that. And there's also something so edgy and scary about that. You know, we spend, especially over the last two years, we've spent more time on social media than we have interacting in person with people. And that means that there really hasn't been a whole ton of opportunity to be in your truth. And that's assuming that like you're consciously doing that when you are around people in person, which a lot of us honestly haven't been at least not fully, you know, there's always that tribal nature. There's always that fear of, are they going to like me? Are they going to accept me? There's old wounding around what happened in high school and whether people liked you back in high school and elementary school and whatever else, like there was so much stuff that came up and pushing through that and sharing my truth anyway was the single most empowering thing that I've ever done. And so as many of you know, I've been working In the Akashic field and in the Akashic records, working towards getting my certification to be a guide in that field. And I've been podcasting. Those are the two things that have changed since the start of 2022. And those two things combined being able to self express and having a new, beautiful, incredible way to connect to my soul to understand myself better. Those have been the two absolute life-changing things. And I put them off, both of them, for almost a year. And so all of that to say, feeling the fear is completely normal. It is such a human thing to feel the fear. And even to like push it aside and pretend it's not there and then forget about it and then circle back to it. And that's the beauty of the human experience being cyclical is you're always going to spiral back to it. And that's what happened. But on the other side of that fear is so much liberation. There's so much liberation. There's so much opportunity to connect with people and to have people come to you and say, me too. And when we play within the confines of our comfort zones and continuing to do the things that we've always done because they're safe and they're comfortable and, you know, that's what you do to grow a business or. I have to be professional or whatever story you are telling yourself. When we are operating inside of the confines of our comfort zone, whether that is something that somebody else has told us we need to do or something that we've always done because we believe it has to be done this way because we believe it's a means to an end, whatever it is, we get stagnant and when we're being safe, we're not allowing people to actually get to know us, to actually resonate with us and to have that me too moment. And when we start to notice, when we share and we start to look at our community and notice how many people in our circle say me too, when we share our truth, When we share our story, not the, you know, final edit version of the story, but the raw, true, authentic story. That's when things start to open up. That's when things start to change. That's when it gets easier to be courageous about sharing your truth and about sharing your story. And it's when we start to become mirrors for one another. I went to a retreat last August and it was like part of a bigger program that we did. By the end of this program, by the end of this retreat, it was like a house of mirrors. Every call we had, every group session we had, every interaction, there was always something in every single woman's story. There was always something. One little detail, one feeling, one thought. There was always a thread of me too. We are so much more interconnected than we allow ourselves to believe. And so by sharing our truth, we allow that connection. We open up to that connection. We welcome it in. Where when we're living in fear, when we're self-censoring, And let me tell you, like, I wasn't censoring on purpose. It was a very unconscious protection mechanism that was coming up. But when we set the intention to fully open up and fully unravel and fully be seen in our truth, we really start to see how not unique we are. And I don't mean that in, like, a way like you're not special. But also you're not in that sense, like you're special and you have so much going for you and you have so much unique energy and wisdom and things that are like so freaking unique to you. And that's why I love the soul work. I could talk about that for hours, but you're also not because there is so much resonance between each of our stories, there are so many crossovers, so many parallels, so many things that we have in common when we start to actually get to the root of the story instead of just staying surface level. When we go deep, when we let ourselves open up and share from that authentic, rooted, and worthy place, start to see ourselves in one another. We invite other people to go deep. We create safe space for other people to go deep. And when you get past the surface layer, that's where real connection happens. That's where real transformation happens. That's where real healing happens. So if you ever feel like you can't really relate to other women, Or you just kind of don't trust them. Whatever wounding is coming up for you around sisterhood. I'm going to challenge you. To just go a layer deeper. I'd love to do this. If I'm connecting on Instagram. I love to just voice note back and forth. It's like the conversation instantly goes deep. Instead of saying super surface. If you're messaging back and forth. But. Find one person that you can go deeper with. Pick a topic, any topic, and see if you can get to that next layer and start to notice how everybody is mirroring back some form of similar experience because we are all meant to learn from one another. We are meant to relate to one another. And when we find our soul people, beautiful, beautiful things start to happen. Healing, abundance, sisterhood. Everything you say that you want to call in starts to come in when you open yourself up and you allow yourself to be seen in just a little bit truer of your truth. I don't even know if that made sense, but we're going to go with it. I love you all so much, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you'd take a moment to download a couple episodes and rate the show to help it reach more like-minded leaders. If you loved today's discussion and decide to share it, be sure to tag me on Instagram at Radiant Soul Coach to help expand the ripple effect of this podcast.